0: Here we go. God, do people not know I'm at work?
3: The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast.
0: La, la, la. Oh. Good morning, Good. or whatever time of day it is, wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Garner. That's Bryce.
2: That's right. You could be listening in the future, right? I can't hardly hear myself. What is happening?
0: It's really quiet.
2: What is going on?
0: These- I don't know. I just assumed it was somebody else who wrecked something.
2: I assume that you're probably right. I'm going to try this again. Did I just mess it up? Hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go.
0: Okay. <laughs> Do we have to start again or are we good?
2: We're good. But yeah. I'm going to leave all... <laughs> this, this is a real peek behind the curtain.
0: This is a professional broadca- uh, podcast, by the way.
2: Most people would wait... Uh, and turn the microphone on after they Mm -hmm. have everything set up and running? Not me, man. Uh -uh. I'm too raw. I'm too real. You like coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I was going to say, maybe you are listening to this in the future. Yeah. Uh, If you could beam back some, I don't know, lottery numbers uh, from when you're listening to this.
0: Does crypto come back or am I screwed? Is food in pill form yet? Yeah.
2: That's the real question. Are there flying cars? God, the future is so mysterious. Do I have
0: a robot made? I hope so. Yeah.
2: God, that seems so luxurious. It does. Man, but if you look at the calendar, you know what today is?
0: Friday.
2: Fry yay Oh. (laughs) That's a phrase that I coined, by the way. Okay, (laughs) sure. But now on Fridays, that means we give our recommendations and we don't just throw recommendations around willy-nilly no
0: no not one bit are you're gonna go first right i feel like i always go first and mine's always a letdown
2: okay well i'll be the letdown today oh i still don't have a great one the shows i'm watching right now i'm watching two one with my sweetie and one alone
0: okay what's your alone show my alone
2: show i'm still watching succession which by the way holy crap did i ever sleep on this show
0: I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't excite me. It, uh, the first
2: episode I feel like doesn't set it up well. And I sat through the pilot, I think twice. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but as it goes, it is juicy.
0: Okay. Well, see, and I've never even watched the pilot. Like I've watched a two minute trailer or something and it's like, yeah, it doesn't really look like my thing. But
2: the thing catching me off guard is that, you know, while it is a drama, it does, some places label it as a black comedy.
0: Yeah, like there is some
2: weird humor in there and some weird characters who say and do weird things, and it's actually really good. Okay, so Succession is your—that's my alone show. Okay, and uh, with my sweetie, we're watching Better Call Saul. Oh, which I loved Breaking Bad. I don't know why I was so hesitant on Better Call Saul. I just assumed in my head it wouldn't be as good. It would be similar, but not as good. You know, and- like kind of like when you buy no name frosted flakes.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how hard is it to screw up Frosted Flakes?
2: <laughs> so I just assumed it was going to be no brand, no name brand Frosted Flakes, but yeah. no,
0: it's it's good. Okay, so Succession and Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Oh. I watched the first two episodes of Better Call Saul when it first came out, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But then we got distracted and we never finished it. It's excellent. Okay.
2: It's like the same guy who did Vince Gilligan or whatever his name is. And so it still has that look. It still makes Albuquerque kind of look like a place you'd only drive through quickly, Uh you know. Um, But I did last night, I did watch the first episode of
0: that Meghan Markle, Prince Harry thing that they put out. Is that something that, I don't know. Do you talk about that or is that something you keep to yourself?
2: I'm a little embarrassed that I watched it. I'm not going to
0: lie. But is it, a, is it a real peek behind the curtain or does it seem kind of manufactured, kind of controlled? It seems a little
2: manufactured. Like I think they're in charge of this documentary. Yeah, And so there is a lot of footage of them. Like uh, the first episode is just them kind of talking about how they met and how they started dating. And because of who he is, they had to keep it extremely on the down low. Because And they go through the detail of what happened to Princess Diana and how the the media and the royal family are just, they can't get enough of the royal family. They will hunt you down. And so he was obviously very nervous starting to date Meghan Markle, how that would go, and it did go sideways. And so there's a lot of footage of, you know, they took themselves when they're out in the Botswana jungle watching elephants drink from a lagoon. Yeah. And you're like, oh, are they real people like you and me?
0: Yeah. Does he have a cracked cell phone screen? (laughs) So it's,
2: it's interesting, but it definitely, you know, they're definitely in control of the narrative on this one.
0: I do. I find them fascinating. I'm not fascinated by the Royal family, but I'm fascinated by what they did. Yeah, How they said, see you later.
2: And of all of them, Prince Harry, he actually seems shockingly grounded. Yeah. And kind of normal. Remember
0: when they moved to Canada for like six days?
2: Yeah. And it shows her at one point, like she's on, it just said Vancouver Island. I think it was Victoria. It was just outside. she was there, and he was, I think, back in the U.K., finishing up his royal duties at yeah. the time. So it, it is an interesting story to tell. I don't know. I think they released three episodes this week and I think another few next week. So it might be a little long.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to—actually, I will watch that. I think I do find them interesting.
2: It is, and they're well-spoken, and yeah. you know, they're going into a lot of detail.
0: Okay, so three recommendations from Bryce. Wow. I mean, two of them
2: are— Way to be a recommendation hog. <laughs> Two of them are Emmy-winning shows for the last several years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is, oh, so I had a couple for this week, but then I was talking to you outside of this room, and you're like, uh, I already did that one. I'm pretty sure
2: I did, 99% sure.
0: I think you did, now that I I think. So many people have told me to watch this show, and I finally did. It's my treadmill show right now, is The Bear on Disney+. Plus? Yes, very good show. Oh, my God. It's so the anxiety, I couldn't work in a kitchen. I couldn't do that. Like, it just seems so stressful or maybe that's just the way it's being portrayed in that show. Maybe it's super Zen like in real life.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, all about this restaurant in Chicago. Yeah. Like a sandwich shop. And, uh, the main actor in it, he was in Shameless as well. I can't yeah. remember his name off the top of my head. He's, he's good. Very good.
0: Yeah. Actually, everybody on that show is phenomenal. Yeah. So that was going to be my recommendation, The Bear. Maybe it still could be. I don't know. If you haven't watched, each episode's like 27 minutes. Yeah. So you can bang out two episodes in a treadmill session. It's I just awesome.
2: love that they all refer to each other when they're working in the kitchen. They all refer to each other as chef. Yes, They don't chef. call each other by name.
0: Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Look out, chef. Behind Thanks. you, chef. Thanks, chef. Corner, chef,
2: and I like that. I tried that at home
0: and didn't, didn't go lie. No, no, it didn't stick. Do you want to just you and I will start doing that? You bet, chef. Okay. Oh, that feels good. Do you want uh, my next recommendation, chef? Mm-hmm. Is in a uh, rich tradition of you know getting in a time machine machine and going way back in time. My recommendation came out in 2016, okay. and I had never heard of it before in my life. It's called Animal Kingdom.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, you talked to me about this. this is on Netflix.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think I just like again. I just talk into my remote. I go, "Ooh, Animal Kingdom," and then it comes on for me. Ooh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Was that a humble brag? A little bit. I think I everybody it. has that remote, Bryce. <laughs> You're just on a weird cable provider who. Doesn't have, your cable providers from like 2009. How embarrassing for me. So I just say, hey, Animal Kingdom into my remote and it comes on and it is, if I just saw the title Animal Kingdom, I would never watch this series because I would think it'd be like one of those boring nature shows that your grandpa used to watch where it'd be like, The amphibians hide in the... You know, like that kind of narration? Yeah. It's not that. It's Ellen Barkin, who is incredible. I love Ellen Barkin. Ooh, marry her. Well, maybe I will. (laughs) She's beautiful, but she's super talented as an actor too, but she plays a character named Smurf, and she is the head of a crime ring that she runs with her four adult sons and her grandson, and it takes place in southern california and it's one of there's 6 seasons 75 episodes whoa it seems a little daunting and i'm only probably 8 episodes in and it is phenomenal like the character development is next level like they'll take an entire episode and they'll just focus on kind of the minutia of this one character's personality and it there's a payoff though like when you get to know the characters that well it, you know, the, the story just means that much more to you. Does that make any sense? Sure. Like it's not, the one thing that does bother me about this show is these four adult sons. They're all probably, I would say they range in age from late twenties to maybe 40. Like that's the age range of the four sons. Okay. But they're all super broy and they go skydiving and they go surfing and they're constantly- beating the crap out of each other, like constantly wrestling and fighting. And I hate wrestling. As a kid, when my friends would be like, hey, let's wrestle, and you'd start throwing yourself around, I'd be the one going, "Ah, oh, but my book, you're going to make me lose my page number.
2: <laughs> you're going to break my glasses. Yeah, my
0: glasses. I couldn't stand that. So I don't like the real bro part of this show, but it's they use it to develop the characters. Like it's not... It's not unnecessary broishness. It's vital to who the characters are.
2: Okay. So not about animals in this forest. Not at all. No, so it's about they, drug they rings. Just,
0: well it's yeah, it's crime rings. It's stolen cars. It's stolen drugs. Oh it's, my. Yeah, there's a you know, there's a lot of different things going on. So that's my recommendation from 2016 as you listen to a podcast that's being recorded in almost twenty twenty three. Animal Kingdom. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Oh, my God. We talk about food so much.
2: I think it's because uh, you're on this all-cabbage diet, apparently.
0: It's not a diet, Bryce. I've changed my eating habits.
2: Of course. How silly of me. Yeah, Um, and
0: I eat mostly cabbage and spinach now, (laughs)
2: and it sucks. So now when you hear about, like, a juicy hamburger... Well, you can't lose focus.
0: The other day when we were talking about Big Macs, I was driving home and all I it took everything I had to not go through a drive through. Oh, I caved. Oh, that day? I, yeah. yeah, that
2: weekend I think. Yeah,
0: like and somebody this morning. Oh, it was it was me. Brought up uh, Popeye's chicken, and now that's all I think about is Popeye's chicken. Yeah, we do talk about food a lot. It's nine thirty in the morning.
2: You can get chicken You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce
1: Kelly Podcast
2: So the open table list of the top 100 restaurants in Canada came out And 23 are in Alberta, which is cool Until you hear that only one of them is here Only one is in Edmonton 17 in Calgary Wow Then there's a few in Banff and one in Jasper Yeah huh. I've been to the one here Sabor Sabor yeah That's the only one From Edmonton to make the list
0: What's the What's the big one in Calgary That you were talking about Backstage Uh, There's a place called Modern Milk Oh okay That's Is that the number one In
2: Alberta Is this how this breaks down I don't know No, I don't know This list I'm seeing Is kind of alphabetically Uh, But Modern Milk Because they talked about There was a couple actors Who were on James Corden Earlier this year And they were Both just filmed things In Calgary And were both gushing About this Modern Milk
0: Oh really Yeah Huh uh what is your desert island restaurant or pub and in your opinion what makes a restaurant good like I have I I have such low standards I'm always it's funny like when I hear people talk about their favorite restaurant and I'm like uh, you mean that place where you pay a pile of money and you get very little food yeah that dump- is not appealing to me and they got weird sounding things like, oh, we have these fish eye drizzles that yeah. will go on top of it. I'm just like, huh? What?" I'm not, I, I understand there are people that appreciate that. I'm not sophisticated enough to appreciate that.
2: No. So. No, for me, it's basically, do they have a good hamburger with normal sides?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I personally, for myself, it's sort of like, uh, do you get big portions? Can I ride my bike or walk there so I can have a couple of cocktails and walk (laughs) home? Do they have pictures of the food in the menu? Yes. Because that helps me. I do. I like stuff like meatloaf. I like mac and cheese. I like comfort food. Someone should just open a restaurant and call it Big Comfy Pants and I will be your regular customer. (laughs) Big Comfy Pants. But don't do some weird variation on mac and cheese where you serve it. Uh, we do we do mac and cheese, but we serve it on a layer of spinach instead of macaroni. Don't do that. And don't use a weird cheese that smells like socks. Don't yes. do that either.
2: This macaroni and cheese was boiled inside of a goat's
0: stomach. Yeah, for three days.
3: It's the Gar Andrew Show Price Kelly Podcast.
0: Uh, this sounds bad, but... Is your restaurant or pub in a strip mall in an older part of town that I'm not familiar with? Then I will likely love your restaurant or pub. I like things real simple. Somebody else said, I love it when a restaurant can talk about its beer and wine. Bonus points if it's a microbrewery. Tina. Yeah, it is good. It's good to learn about some beers. Uh, oh, we were talking about how... If you're gonna have a restaurant that serves comfort food, just serve it up normally. Don't put weird twists on. Like when we order mac and cheese, we expect all of the calories. We expect all of the familiar flavor. Somebody said, my wife hid shredded carrots in mac and cheese once. She's never been heard from again. (laughs) Wow. Who asks for shredded carrots in their mac and cheese? Why? Uh, oh, okay, so I had this idea that maybe I could open a restaurant and just call it Big Comfy Pants. Somebody said, what is the dress code for Big Comfy Pants? Bryce wrote back and said, black tie. And this person said, yeah, that tracks. No, that would get people talking. You have a restaurant that serves comfort food, you know, the way mom used to make it, but you demand formal attire. That would make you a superstar on Instagram. That would get them talking about your restaurant. You're listening to the Gardner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Tina, actually, this has come in several times. Knowledgeable servers. I love when a restaurant can talk about its beer and wine. Okay. Yeah, if you can do a deep dive into that, that's
2: always great. Shows a level of confidence.
0: Uh, you there, line six. Hi.
1: Um, talking about what defines a good restaurant, right?
0: Yeah, in your opinion, what makes a restaurant or a pub good?
1: You have to... The restaurant or pub has to do something better than I can do at home or make something that I can't make at home. <laughs> so, like, I am yeah. going out for spaghetti because I can make a pretty good spaghetti at home. Unless it's, like, your Instagram famous for your spaghetti. Then I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go try that. But I'm, I ain't looking for something I can do at home.
0: You know, it's funny because... The way you feel about restaurants Is the way I feel about hotel rooms The hotel room I'm staying in Better have at least As good or better Cable package than I have at home
1: I, you know, I spend a lot of time In in hotels too And I 100% agree Yeah,
0: okay, well thank you That makes sense spaghetti. I've never ordered spaghetti in a restaurant. Not once in my entire life because yeah. that exact reason. I can do that at home. Some places make good meatballs. Yeah. But I get what he's saying. It makes sense. You know who makes a good meatball? It's a chef with the last name Boyardee. <laughs> Just a clean. little Italian place <laughs> called Ikea. Uh-huh. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said one word. Buffet. Oh my god. I could go for a buffet. Uh, how about you? Hi.
3: Hey, Garner. How you doing?
0: Great. How about you?
3: I'm doing good. I just wanted to call and talk about a great restaurant experience that my wife and I had. Okay. We uh, we had the day off and we went to the Broken Yoke down in South Edmonton Common. Oh, yeah. The best part, I think what made a great restaurant for us was our waitress had tried everything on that menu, could tell us exactly what we wanted if we had, like different tastes. We wanted something sweet, something savory, something spicy. She had a recommendation for everything. She was able to give us the history of, like, the whole chain, because I guess it's, like, a couple Alberta guys that started it up. She was fantastic service. The food was absolutely phenomenal. It was so good.
0: Okay, yeah, some knowledge.
3: Some knowledge, yeah. Someone who can guide me around the menu. Please help me a little bit here.
0: I, so... My beautiful bride and my two gifted daughters, they're all celiac. And when we go to oh. a restaurant and the server goes, oh, my God, so-and-so in the back is celiac, and they send that person out, that is is—that is so valuable. Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's people in the restaurant with experience with the food.
3: Yes, that's, yeah, if you're eating the food here because it's that good, that means that it's worth my
0: time, too. Yeah, okay, thank you, I appreciate that. Restaurant people, like, I've never, I've never in my life worked in a restaurant. I have no experience there, but I've eaten in many, many restaurants. But I would suggest, find out which of your staff members have allergies and then lean on them to be the experts when a customer with a matching allergy comes in because I've seen the faces on my family when they're ordering from someone that completely understands. There's a comfort that comes from a recommendation from somebody with expertise in that area. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, I was talking to you about this backstage. Huge tension in my house last night. (laughs) Uh, Brought on by me. And... um, I got to ask the question though, when does eat the gingerbread house season begin? Because these two gingerbread houses, they've been sitting on my kitchen counter now for 10 days. And last night I decided to pick a piece off of each house. And I don't mean like I didn't snap off part of the roof or anything. I picked a chocolate chip off of one house and I picked a red jelly bean off of the other house. And The heartache that caused in my household last night, it didn't really match the crime, is what I'm saying. You became public enemy number one. I had to go down to the basement and just be by myself. (laughs) I felt so much shame. (laughs) You got (laughs) yelled at? uh, My oldest daughter dropped an F-bomb on me. (laughs) Because you ate a chocolate chip off her house. Yeah, she made like a cobblestone sidewalk in front of her house. It looked really good, but I picked one chocolate chip out of the cobblestone sidewalk she walked by noticed it immediately and uh my beautiful bride is like what's wrong what's going and she was like he's eating my effing gingerbread house
2: oof that's so that is it's one big tease because everything about a gingerbread house is edible and everything about it is good and for it to just sit on your counter for a week and a half just taunting
0: you nobody will eat it Nobody in my house will eat the gingerbread house. I am the only person who will eat it. But oh, apparently yeah. I'm not. It's too far out. We're not close enough to Christmas yet. And that just makes no sense to me because, what, you wait another couple of weeks to start picking up? You wait for the layer of dust to be visible on <laughs> it before you start eating them? Is, Is a p- gingerbread house like wine? It's like a Boxing Day thing? I don't know.
2: You have to admire the shelf life of a gingerbread house. Oh, yeah, yeah, To be able to just sit on a counter for
0: weeks at a time and still be pretty good. yeah. It's so weird though. Like, it's, they went, they worked hard on these things. And by hard, I mean they spent 90 minutes on them. They just sat at the kitchen table and decorated them. It was nice. There was Christmas music on and everything. But now I just feel this immense amount of shame. Like, I've perhaps ruined Christmas because I ate a chocolate chip off of a gingerbread house.
2: (sighs) Man, they almost have to put that spray on it. Like, you can get a spray for things in your house so your pets don't eat it. Yes. Maybe I have to put that spray on the gingerbread house.
0: You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. When you think about how many times have you been in a conversation with somebody, they're like, hey, you know what's weird? The other day, my buddy and I were talking about toaster ovens, and then I opened Facebook, and I got a bunch of ads for toaster ovens. Because your phone is listening to you at all times so how come at the end of the year your phone can't report to you what your top swear word was you know how Spotify sends you your top artist of the year the song you listen to the most it'd be great if you got a report on your phone that said hey you know what swear word you use the most it would probably be I don't know if it would be shocking I don't think it would surprise you but it would be cool to see a breakdown of the numbers right Uh, hello hey Garner how's it going
1: great how about you Good, good. Okay, so I mean, maybe this is kind of cheesy, but does it count if you're saying, "Oh, mother, father," you know, instead of the mother, beep, or shut the front door. I know. Or I, I've, I've been finding myself saying, "Oh, fudge." Maybe I've maybe I've been channeling a Christmas story too much. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ralphie. <or> but <laughs>
0: what was your? Um
1: between you and
0: me and we can't talk about this on the radio. I've got my finger on the button right now just in case. But what I, was your go-to swear in 2022?
1: I I'm, I'm going to just say a good old F-bomb. Sometimes it just covers all the bases. Yeah. It's it's a go-to. I know it's uh it's a dirty word, but hey, this is uh this is the world we're in. So sometimes a good old <clears throat> just whoa. Just does it. <sighs> Do you ever do it?
0: Because quite often I add the effity F to it. <laughs> yes, that, yes, yes. I don't know why I do that. Maybe I feel like
1: it's taking the
0: edge off of it a little bit.
1: Okay, now that we're talking about it, you know what I do find myself doing sometimes? What? Is that the F fakes. Yeah. Like, like, whose sake are we really effing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like-
0: uh, this might be the smartest phone call I've had all week.
1: I love it. Okay, Okay, Garner. Okay, bye. I'm going to get back to concentrating. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the
2: dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.